Shalom and welcome to this edition of Revelation Shorts. We're going to focus in on a few critical points concerning the rapture. Now, when we look at what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he speaks of the rapture, also known as our blessed hope, as a mystery. Meaning, by and large, the prophets did not speak, nor were they aware of this event. That's one of the meanings of a mystery. Now, I realize that in Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 19, there is a reference to resurrection, a resurrection of joy, and some teach, and I'm not disagreeable with this, some teach that that is one reference concerning the rapture in the Old Testament. But what we can be assured of is this. Paul reveals in that same place, 1 Corinthians 15, he speaks of the rapture at a time that believers are going to receive a new body. That is a spiritual body, one that has been designed perfectly for the kingdom of God. And when we look at the scripture, we only see those who have accepted the gospel as receiving this new body. Now, when someone dies today, ever since the work of Messiah was complete, ever since that he descended into Sheol and took captive captivity, ever since his resurrection, when someone dies in faith, although their body is buried and decomposes in the tomb, their soul is immediately present with Messiah. And when the rapture takes place, that soul is going to be reunited with a new body, a glorified body. And that is what's going to happen when he comes down, and the scripture says as well, we who are still alive, those individuals, whether that's you or me or not, we'll see. But those who are still alive when the rapture happens, their bodies will be transformed as they're called up, lifted up to meet Messiah in the clouds. Now, we know something else. Paul writes about a trumpet, and he speaks of the last trumpet. Now, this is where some are confused. They make an heir believing when he speaks of the last trumpet, he's speaking about the last trumpet sounding. This is not the case. When he speaks of the last trumpet, that term last can be understood as a trumpet that is designated for the last days. A trumpet that's going to be sounded but it's not necessarily speaking about the last time the trumpet's going to be sounded. It's speaking about a trumpet which is specifically related to the end times. Now, when the rapture happened, it is going to be a very quick event. The scripture speaks of the twinkling of an eye. So you can't get prepared for it. It is nowhere in the scripture seen as a, a testimony to the loss, that the world is going to be amazed on what has happened. We don't see that. What we see is that it's going to take place quickly in a twinkling of an eye. And we're going to be those who are believers. 
they are going to be gathered unto him, meaning this. He is going to, and one of the ways that this is spoken of in, for example, Hebrew, is with the term lekecha, which means the taking. It has to do with the fact that the believers are going to be taken from this world, removed from it, prior to the wrath of God. Now, when we speak about the second coming, and again, we need to make that distinction between the rapture and the second coming. They are not at the same time. They are not the same event. When the rapture happens, there's a wonderful promise that from that moment and forever, those believers, all believers through all the different ages, we are going to be with Messiah, the scripture says, forever. What a wonderful hope, a sure hope. And therefore, at the time of the second coming, we're not going to be gathered to him. We're going to be already with him. But we will return with him from heaven to Jerusalem for the purpose of the millennial kingdom. So the rapture, we're gathered to him. The second coming, we're going to be returning with him for the purpose of ruling and reigning, as the scripture says, with Messiah for those thousand years. Again, it's very important that we notice that the scripture is quite clear. And it says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 9, that as believers, we are not appointed for wrath, but for salvation. Meaning, we're not going to experience God's wrath, but we're going to experience His victory. Sometimes the term salvation is, is best understood in our language with the concept of victory, deliverance. We're going to see the enemies destroyed, and we're going to enjoy the benefits of that new covenant relationship. When we look, for example, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 17, we see just what we've been talking about. That the archangel, that ruling angel, is going to sound the shofar with a shout. And that shout most see as the sounding of the shofar, that unique trumpet. Now, why that unique trumpet? There's a reason, because when we speak of the shofar, the ram's horn, if we look at where the scripture first makes reference to it, it's in the book of Genesis, in the passage that deals with the binding, akidat Yitzchak, the binding of Isaac. When Abraham went to Har Moriah, the Mount Moriah, to offer up his son. And we notice that God did something. God provided a substitute. And that substitute was a ram that was caught in the thicket, in the bushes, by his horns. And what's important is this. When we look, it speaks about God looking at the situation. And because God saw the need, he provided, he provided that ram so that the promise would live that promise of eternal blessing, that kingdom promise. Now, the ram was caught in the bushes with his horn. And it's that horn 
that, that forms the basis for the shofar, that ram's horn that is sounded. And when we look at the context, it's what God provided for victory, for life, for the fulfillment of the promise that God made to, to Abraham. He provided it. And if we look, there's a, a reference to victory. Abraham is told that, that with this, you will capture the, the gates of your enemies. When you capture the gate of your enemy, you are victorious. So with that shout of the ram's horn, that trumpet blast, we know something. It signals us to be reminded what God provided in the person of his son, Messiah Yeshua. What he provided so that we can enjoy eternal victory and have that assurance. Now, I mentioned in our previous study concerning the day of Christ, which is related to the rapture, we noticed something. I said, based upon what Paul reveals in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, that before, and hear this carefully, before the rapture, there is going to be the revealing of the Antichrist. There is going to be, ultimately, that abomination of desolation when the Antichrist will go into the temple in Jerusalem and proclaim himself that he is God, that he is worthy to be worshipped. That is the last event. So Paul says, prior to the day of Christ, it has to happen beforehand. Now, why is that so important? Because that event takes place and then shortly thereafter, because Israel rejects the Antichrist when he commits that, that sacrilege, the abomination of desolation, we know that God's going to do something. He is going to seal Israel according to Revelation chapter 7 because they will go through, they will be here during the outpouring of God's wrath. That seal is going to shield them from God's wrath, but it will not protect them against the persecution led by the Antichrist because Israel rejected him. We know that two-thirds of the Jewish people, and it pains me to say this, two-thirds of the Jewish people are going to be put to death during this time known as Etzerachile Yaakov, a time of trouble or tribulation for Jacob. Jacob's time of tribulation two-thirds will lose their life but god will preserve a remnant one-third and bring them to ultimately believe in messiah receive him and that gospel message now there's one last thing i want to deal with and we've spoken of this before and that is understanding the term the great tribulation now, many people use logic instead of the Word of God. They believe the great tribulation, the, the source of it is God, and it's the wrath of God, and it's at the end, the latter half of Daniel's 70th week. When you look at the scripture, we don't see that. We see great persecution, 
times of trouble for Israel and God's wrath upon the nations during the latter half of Daniel's 70th week. But the term, the great tribulation, it's different from simply saying great tribulation. We have that definite article, the word the. And we find based upon what the scripture tells us in Revelation chapter 7, that is for believers. Why is it called the great tribulation? Because people are suffering for their faith and that is being emphasized by God. It's precious to him when his people suffer for faith in him out of obedience. Now, many people teach this, that the great tribulation is in the latter half. It's after the rapture, and it has to do with with individuals coming to faith during what they call the tribulation period. And and this is this great multitude that, that John speaks of in Revelation 7. This is not the case. Why? First of all, there's nothing in the scripture which speaks about a great multitude from every tribe, every language, every people, nation. That's who is mentioned in regard to the great tribulation. We don't see that in the scripture. Likewise, we don't see another false teaching that the 144,000 are Jewish evangelists. doesn't say that anywhere in the scripture that is made believe by by commentators by individuals nowhere does it say there's 144,000 Jewish evangelists nowhere in the scripture does it say that after the rapture during this great tribulation that there's going to be those from the nations that come to faith we don't see that there will be a remnant at the end the very end because of Israel but not because of 144,000 Jewish evangelists. No, that remnant of the nations will do so because they will see God sanctifying Israel in the last days. In a general sense, not some specific 144,000 Jewish evangelists. We don't see that, that after the rapture, there's this great salvation for all types of Gentiles. What we have to be is consistent with the scripture. And Paul says this in the book of Romans chapter 11. I like to use all God's testimony to arrive at a proper understanding. And what Paul says is that there is, and this would be in our current time, that we're dealing with a time for the fullness of the Gentiles. That there seems to be an emphasis upon the Gentile world, the nations. But Paul says, when that time, when the fullness of the Gentiles are brought in, then he's going to turn his attention at the end of Daniel's 70th week to the Jewish people. So the time of the Gentiles come to an end, then that remnant is saved. The remnant of the house of Israel, that one-third. And then we see, then we see, Israel coming to salvation and because a remnant of the nations see what God does they and you can look at this at the end of Ezekiel chapter 37 and this is confirmed that they're going to take note of what God does in keeping his covenantal promise to Israel in the last days but we do not see 
these great numbers, as some teach, having to do with the number of Gentiles that are coming to faith in the last days in that great tribulation. Simply not there. If you look in regard to the trumpet judgments and the bold judgments of Revelation chapter chapters uh, uh, 8 and 9 and also chapter 16, what we find is something very different. We find that although God's wrath was being poured out, that people were not brought to repentance. They would not turn away from the evilness of their deeds, their adultery, their, their murders, their thefts, and such. They remain defiant against God. So it's very important that we have a right understanding of the rapture. Now, this edition of Revelation Shorts just touched upon a few points surrounding that rapture issue. I've taught extensively, not just a few minutes, 20 or 30 minutes, but a few hours in two different videos concerning rapture truth. So I invite you to look at those. We'll put those in the show notes in the bottom of, of this video, and you can look and go there for a more extensive and thorough look at the rapture. But these are a few critical things that we need to understand. And my hope is this, that you'll research, that you just won't believe what someone says, whether it's me or someone else, but you will check it out and look and thoroughly study. Don't lean on your own understanding. Don't lean on the teachings of others, but thoroughly, prayerfully examining the scripture and asking the Holy Spirit to show you his truth concerning this blessed event are our great hope and promise from God of the rapture. God removing believers from this world that we, we will always be with him and we will not experience God's wrath. How marvelous, how wonderful. And we praise God and give him thanks for this sure hope. While well, close with that, shalom from Israel. Music